I say, Africa must wake up the sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones? 17 minutes after 5, it is the holiday edition of The Morning Bliss with me, Patricia Mantula. It's been such an eventful morning. Amanda and I are going to get home and we are going to celebrate because, yo, yeah, now we've been doing the most. Uh, it's time for us now to um, get into another roundtable. This roundtable is for the men. Uh, last week, we spoke about mental challenges, uh, mental health challenges that men are facing and how we as society can better support our men. Uh, We have uh, guests in studio and we have guests on the line. Now, before we even start, I want to firstly thank all the men that contribute to the Morning Bliss. Um, All of them, every single guest. And uh, I want to give a special thank you to the two men in studio right now, uh, Confidence Seleme, who is um, a published author, but he's also a motivational speaker, a life coach, award winner. Thank <laughs> you for sponsoring uh, refreshments for our guests today. Thank awesome. you so very much. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Patricia. Uh, our other guest, who is also a sponsor, is Raz Advocate Sipomantula, uh, my husband, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Baba for sponsoring uh, yeah, the, the snacks and the fruits and cupcakes. We really appreciate it. Asante Sana and greetings once more to our listeners uh, on the morning, please. I want to thank all the guests and no one being above any other, but just thank you all because I think men go without being thanked a lot. Lutlokonolo Mazindo is a clinical psychologist, is on the line, and um, yeah, he's here to to help us understand mental health issues. Lutlokonolo, thank you very much for waking up so early in the morning and joining us. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me, Patricia, and good morning to the listeners. We've also got Bongane Luvalo, founder of Cool Dads Foundation. I remember having uh, many conversations with Bongane while I was still doing uh, the late night conversations. Welcome to the morning bliss, uh, Bongane. All right, we've just lost Bongane on the line. I think load shedding on his side or something is happening. But um, Bongane will be joining us as well. Men are facing a lot of challenges. Um, Two days ago, we had, uh, you know, a very sad story that was making headlines. South African pilot was found dead. And it is alleged that it is uh, suicide. A 49-year-old South African pilot uh, who was a pilot for Cathay Pacific Airlines was found lifeless in front of, you know, a very upmarket complex in Hong Kong. Uh, We suspect that's where he lived. I mean, this is a man who's um, studied um, in uh, Australia, a man who then flew cargo flights for SAA, um, you know, big uh, flights that he he dealt with, air buses, and now found dead, committed suicide. If this is not reason to worry about our men, I don't know what is. I'm going to come to all my guests and, um, you know, allow you to tell us as A-team listeners what is happening. 
because men hardly talk. You are people of few words. Men don't express. And this is a worrying thing for us as society. Bongane, uh, you're on the line now. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Sister. Good morning to the rest of the panelists and the SAFM listeners. I'd like to start with our clinical psychologist, Little Honolo Mazendo. Little Honolo, what is causing our men to commit suicide? Because when you think pilot, you are thinking someone who's got money, who's globe trotting, enjoying life because the career is good. He was still young, 49. What has happened? Yeah, let me first and foremost acknowledge my fellow panelists in the studio and and Bongani on the line. We need to understand that even though people are killed by what they eat, more people are being killed by what's eating them. And this is the case in suicide, especially among males. According to statistics, we call it gender um, paradox in suicide. More women live with depression than men but more, more men die by suicide than women. It's because usually men are actually raised not to be themselves as a male species, but we are raised to fit within the standards that are not consistent with who we really, really are. Let me make an example without dwelling too much on, on the history of how it started to happen. In infancy and when we are toddlers, we are raised mostly by female, our female caregivers and our mothers. I, I want to say the absence of good fathers and the presence of toxic fathers is the beginning of all mental health issues for men. Mm. Because, I mean, without a father, without a, without a good role model as a father, and with uh, with the bad role models of, of a father, we we men men grew up in grow up in toxicity, and they end up becoming toxic. And in in an attempt to try to suppress and hold back the toxicity, they sort of suppress and depress themselves, and they end up depressed and suffering. Let me make an example. Um, usually, we think taking care of an infant and a toddler is the work of the mother and the caregiver and fathers even though they are part of the family they tend to take a back seat they don't interact with the children they don't change the nappies they don't bath their boys they leave their boys to be bathed by the mothers to be raised by the mothers when you go to early childhood development centers crutches and kindergarten it's females taking care of the boys which is a, a very good thing but very very um, dreadful thing in terms of um, actually men being raised to or boys to be being raised to be men from the perspective of a woman. Let's Let hold it there, little Onolo. I want us to hold it there and allow other panelists to come in. I'm going to come to you, Raz Advocate Mandula. Um, why have our fathers, our men, um, been absent? Is there a political or historical reason for this? One, one, one will say that it is not because men have been there because in Africa uh, the, the dual role of a father and a mother have been there, uh, time immemorial. So it is very important for us to understand that historically, politically, for the absent father it has been due to economic reasons. 
whether going for mining, whether going for agricultural servitude, uh, uh, the issue of even slavery, how many African men left their shores to go and develop Europe. But also in a practical sense, the absent father, it is also the present mother. It is the same like an absent mother and the present father. And the siblings also, their role in Africa. Hence this proverb that it will take the village to raise the child. So it is important for us not to look at this father figure, but also look at the role. Uh, as one of our fan fellow uh, guests has been saying, uh, panelists, about that dual role that has to be there of the uh, best model or mentoring of the uh, children by fathers. But also the, that issue that we have raised that is critical, that they say men don't shed tears, even boys don't cry. Very important for us to understand that thinking in an African context, that as Africans, the Ubuntu philosophy comes in uh, of sharing and caring. And yes, men, they hardly speak. And I think it's the traumas that they've went through uh, that they will say, uh, you will keep all the secrets and the sacred lives that you have went through. But as an African, we have to affirm our black identity and stand for this African continent and stand for our black families. But you talk about slavery, um, and I, ca I can't uh, forget the role that apartheid played in displacing men from their um, homesteads and uh, taking them to become um, traders and workers in mines and the likes. And I think this also played a huge role. I'm going to come to you, Bongane. Uh, Bongane, uh, there's a lot of talk about how boys are raised to become men. And hence, we have these uh, men who are committing suicide. We have toxic masculinity. How do we, in fact, where did it really go wrong and how do we rectify it? Um, look, Sissy, I think in the midst of us trying to locate the role of a man or a father in a child's life, at the end of the day, the presence and the absence of a father would still place societal expectations of what a man seeks to be or should be in a society, in a community, in a family. Those expectations are not removed by the presence and the or the absence of a father. And I think it's something that we would need to make sense with. That it also, if it goes beyond the shores of South Africa, it goes beyond the shores of Africa. It's a phenomenon that has been placed on a boy child as they grow up. They are taught to have the strength that everyone else should be dependent on you and that you should be able to deliver a perspective that you should provide, you should protect, you should nurture, you should bring resources before your family, whether it is to your mother, whether it is to your siblings, or whether it is to your partner. Uh, there's little room for you to negotiate on how you feel, on how you see things, and whether you want to rise up to that occasion what, of what society expects of you. So I'm saying that even in the spaces where a child grows up with a father at home, the father will instill a principle that says, Bongane, ufalukule ube yindot, as a boy, you need to grow up and be a man. And what does that mean? It means that I've got to show less of my emotions, but rather a, a step up to the occasion where I am dependent on 
And when people are dependent on you, you do not need to show a sign of weakness. So many of us, whether there's a father or there's an absence of a father, we grow up in an environment where it's expected of us to present ourselves as this sign, as this symbol of strength, uh, as this sign and this strength, I mean, and, and, and the symbol of having to be providing, of having to be bringing solutions, whether it's solutions that are materialistic whether it's solutions that have got to do with the chaos that happens or the discourse that happens in a family, in a society, or in a community. So unfortunately, we still have to go back and redefine what is it that we call a man, you know? But also in the midst of things is how we ourselves as men to men see each other because of even the violence that is presented in society, it is between... <laughs> men to men not only are we abusive towards women uh, but most of the time if you look at the cases that are in the emergency rooms men are actually killing each other men are robbing each other men are sexually violating each other so we've got this uh, things that we've got to be negotiating ourselves on because of we've been presented as a symbol of strength and a symbol of provision in society. Let's in hold family. it there, Bongane. Uh, I'm coming to our uh, next panelist, the Confidence Dilemma. Confidence, uh, Wena, you always make me laugh. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing such a straight face on you because yeah. clearly yeah. Um, we are talking about something that touches a nerve. Mm. Uh, help us. How do we... How, how do we move as a society in a way that allows men to be, but also that does not allow men to be in the absence of children and women? You know, um, when, when I think of, of, of a man, the first thing I think of is his father. And, you know, there's a stat they say when you go to the presence, a man's presence, 90% of them had father issues. And even the most of the most of the heads that we, we get, I believe as men, is because we didn't have somebody to look at and say that's what a man should be. That or we had the wrong uh, uh, perception or the wrong example of what a man should be. And Earlier on, we were talking about some of the factors that contribute. I think in South Africa, one of the things, um, I think from a personal perspective, you know, uh, the socio-political issues that were there. My, my grandfather used to come back home twice in a year. So although when my father speaks about him, it's, it's, it's very proud because when, he, when my, my grandfather used to come home, he, he paints him as this hero who used to come with, you know, 100 bags. He paints him like a superman. So he saw him as a provider, although he saw him twice in a year. My father came once a month. So it, it's something that his, his absence did something to me personally. And I have to now then say, what are the things that I need to change? They didn't have a, a choice. Work was far away in order to provide. They had to go away and then come back whenever they could. But for me, it's, it's about how then do I change that? How do I make sure that... My children see me every day. They have that example every day. Because although that example is there, if it's not regular, if it's not present, then my, my vision is blurred. Because there are so many pieces that are missing because of, the, of that absence. So I think for, for us to fix this is men need to be more present. 
and not necessarily just in the in the fatherly role even in the community you know they there was this statement uh, this hashtag actually men are trash uh, a while back hate that statement exactly but we have to look at what what has caused that type of hashtag what are the reasons behind that and when we go into communities into societies go into an organization and you hear girls saying in order for me to get up in this organization there's somebody in the organization who has booked a hotel room that i must go to so i'm saying we have to look at ourselves as men it can't be about um how society how ill society is treating us the work has to begin within us because as I said, uh, one of the one of the other times, if there's no enemy within, the enemies outside can do us no harm. So if we as men start looking in the mirror and start fixing ourselves, a lot of the issues, the men are trash will no longer be there, because we have worked on ourselves and we have rectified a lot of the issues that that are there. It, the lines are open, a teamers. You can call in on zero eight six triple zero two zero three two or even WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven to join in on this conversation. Um, we were we are trying to find ways and solutions on how to help our men because they are struggling. Mm. Um, there's a high suicide rate of men. I've got an anonymous <clears throat> caller on the line who's in the free state. Uh, a teamer, anonymous. Good morning. Good morning, Mamantula uh, and uh, your panelists. <clears throat> you know, I would first say this is a very, very touching topic to me. I mean, if I happen to to start raising my voice, please feel free to say, calm down. This is a very emotional matter to me because I have a very, very personal experience. What I have learned about us as men as well, and then what I decided to do to see if it works is to make sure that uh, sometimes I park the car in my house and walk a distance and meet with men just to, let's say, these guys who are standing out alongside the road looking for employment. I don't pass them without greeting each and every one of them and appreciate what they are doing and also to encourage that them that things will be better in, in the future. You know, to appreciate a man, you know, it, it goes a long way. I saw another guy was wearing nice sneakers, and I went to him, I said, yo, your sneakers are very good, very nice, you look, you look good on them. You know, we don't get to be appreciated, even on smaller than a thing. It is very hard for one to say you look good. So, and when I do that to these guys, you know, the happiness that comes from them, and it ends up... I became so many friends, having so many friends because of that, because of appreciating them. They get not to be appreciated on anything. Secondly, you know, I just went to the nearest supermarket of mine here. I saw the car, and then all of a sudden, the mother and the children got out of the car. They started yelling at the father. When they started yelling at the father, and I'm looking at it, a young boy went to the booth and tried to open the booth. Since it was uh, locked because the car was moving, and he yelled at the father, "Hey, open the booth! Open the!" The father is alone in the car. The only thing that you could say to the mother, "You are full of yourself." Nobody ran to them and asked what is going on there. But if the table were to turn and the and the woman uh, is the one who has been uh, is being yelled to, all of us would have ran and assisted. So. 
he left in the car and then they went inside the supermarket. I went to the car to him. I said, let me just go and talk to this fellow man. Whatever happens to me, it's okay with me. And I went to him. I said, my brother, I understand what you're going through. Whatever it is, something like this should not have happened in the public space. All will be well. He said, my brother, let me have your contact number so that I can call you and then I need somebody to talk to. That's what I have decided to do in my life, that whenever I meet a man, I greet him. I appreciate him. I would love, in conclusion, to say to, to Brother Bongani uh, 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 you the SFM could give him my numbers. There are a lot of things that I want to share with him. My personal experience could help because it's in the public space. Go to so Anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymous. Yeah. contradictor. You are anonymous, yeah. but you want to share your details with Bongani Luvalu. You are putting Amanda in a precarious position. Oh, 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 but okay. I, want to co- I want to commend you. I want to commend yes, you yes. for the great work that you are doing. Right, yeah. um, the great work of validating other men, but it yeah. begs for me the question: Why do men need to be validated? What is it in them that is missing? Why are they not completing themselves? And I always say this, and I, I, my husband is here, a test for me, and I see yeah. confidence is nodding his head. Thanks, anonymous. Um, uh, finish up your, uh, your your private issues with Amanda, and she'll get you in touch with Ubongane Luval. But okay. uh, confident, I see you, um, you know, nodding your head. And my husband is here, is testament to this. I'm raising sons. And I always say to them, I'm raising kings and mm. not weaklings. Mm. And the eldest is coming of age, so things are happening in him. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's uncertain, you know, with girls, Ish, maybe she doesn't like me. And I always say to him, I say it out loud, you do not need to be validated by anyone. Mm. You are good enough. Mm. You are intelligent. You are handsome. And if they reject you or they don't see your value, um, it's their perspective. Yeah. Know who you are. <clears throat> he even said, my friends call me weird. And I said, that is fine because it is their point of view. Mm. Let it not affect you. You nod your head. Do you agree with such things? Yes. Why should men be validated? Should we be stroking egos? I think a lot of a lot of the the issues that that that, are, that we're discussing it's so internal internal. That's why I, I went back to that quote: that "If there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm." Because whatever circumstances you've gone through, whatever experiences you've gone to gone through if you do the internal work of healing then when when that girl rejects you you don't feel like you know you have to become aggressive or you have to feel like no this is the end of it but if if there are those scars or those wounds rather within and they haven't healed and you you're looking externally for 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 for, for validation you're looking externally for people to say you are who you are it means that there's a lack of knowledge in terms of identity. And whenever you don't know who you truly are, you're going to look to the world to define you. And then when the world starts defining you as somebody who is incomplete, who's not enough, who's weird, who's all of this, you take on those labels and those labels become you. And then you start become destructive to yourself and to other people. So the work is with the men themselves. Inside. It is, it, it, it's society can job. only help mm. when the men themselves take a stance. Little Honolo, you're a clinical psychologist. 
please help us. Should we be stroking egos at every point we meet a man? Anonymous is doing a great job by acknowledging other people. And I think it's something we should do in general. But the stroking of egos and you don't really know the context and you know, because you see a man being shot. Maybe that's how they talk in their house. Get and their voices are loud. But should we be stroking egos or should men start doing uh, internal work? And if so, how? Little Honolo? Hey, little Honolo, like I said. Um, can you hear me now? Yes, now we can. Can you hear me? All right. First of all, I want to commend you for how you are teaching your boy from a, your boys from an early age to find self-worth in themselves and not to expect external validation. But at the end of the day, I think Confidence spoke about um, finding ways to heal ourselves because it begins in infancy and when you are a toddler, when a child is not trained into actually knowing without a shadow of a doubt that I am matter and I'm worth anything. I'm I, like, I'm, I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of attention. I'm worthy of anything that's good. And that we should train them. We should train them to come from within. But when children, like a boy grows up, let me say from a violent family, they, 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 they grow up with a void that, that causes them to need a strong sense of validation when they are adult. I usually say if we fail to protect the boy, we might end up having to heal the man. And, and unfortunately, because boys are not being protected enough, men, we have to heal the men now. Because a, a depressed man is just a boy who was once a victim. And then it doesn't take much to traumatize a child. But one other thing that increases this, the, the, the seeking validation and um, um, mental health issues early, later in life is because men are usually in the society, they are, grouped, they, are, they are groomed for autonomy. And while on the other hand, women are groomed for connection. That is why men don't speak when they have problems because they strive, they strive to be autonomous, they strive to be competent and do this, everything right. But women reach out, women talk, women open up and the society allows them to do that. And at the end of the day, the, 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 the autonomy in a man isolates him from the society and makes it unacceptable for them to reach out and look for help. Then they have to deal with their issues alone and at, and at the end of the day they, they get depressed and they die by suicide because depression is actually the leading cause of suicide. But if we do not teach men to find validation within themselves when they are boys, they will grow up struggling as adults to, with uh, seeking a, a validation externally as if, if someone doesn't tell you you are good enough, you are not you cannot feel or yeah, yeah. tell yourself it, it, that you're it, good enough challenge. on your own little or not it's a challenge because you 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 find men who want to be thanked even for things that are normal you know like you don't see a woman saying thank me every day for giving birth to you as a child but you see a man wanting to be thanked because he's doing things and i'm talking from experience my my the father who birthed me or played a role in birthing me you know, you have to thank that person. Mm. Why? I must thank you for calling me. I must thank you for checking up on me. I must validate your stance as a father. No. And I think counseling is a need here, Little Honol. We're going to get your numbers at the end of this one. I'm coming to you, Raz Advocate Mandula. Uh, 
when you look at patriarchy, it has been given a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Patriarchy, matriarchy, I mean, I see them as just the mother role, the father role. Correct. But in our society now, even in our cultural society, patriarchy has become so toxic. Um, the way we run households, the way we um, are, are done, there are certain things women can say or places they can go to as opposed to men. Has this not created the imbalance that men currently have? Because patriarchy says, right? That means you are nothing as a man culturally if you don't have inkomo or you don't have imali. No, correctly. And, and, and I think what you are raising on the balance of patriarchy and matriarchy, we have lost it because of the deficit and the currency of our cultural knowledge and uh, understanding from our uh, elders, as uh, Confidence was saying about that issue of black trash, which I think is a black treasure also from men. And the issue of how we work on this issue of young men Ebukosini uh, solution, I still remember that they used to have the young men taking them to the mountains just to have a talk with these young men. And also how do we balance uh, those roles of uh, what happened in Mandulo? So initiation also come into my mind. And is it the initiation of the 19th century or the 20th century or the 21st century where we also see a misinterpretation and a misrepresentation of our cultural practices. And that's how it is important beyond this new year or uh, the Heritage Month that we need to understand the cultural value of understanding the role of familyhood, understand the role of communityhood, and also understand the role that I've said that of in initiation. And that's where maybe I think I will stop there. But I think it is very important for us to know those balances of creation. Bongane, please do come in here. Uh, I mean, you deal with a lot of men who are really needing um, support. What are the things that uh, men are citing when it comes to their mental health issues? Look, um, I'm, I'm listening to some of my colleagues here in the panel, um, and, you know, um, there's something that is said in English about it being an inside job. Um, you know, as much as we, we, I think my colleague was talking about the enemy, uh, if you are not an enemy to yourself, then the enemies outside would not necessarily, I'm just paraphrasing what he was saying, Let's 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 talk about a, a, a man who grows up. Let's talk about even maybe the example of a pilot, a man genuinely who contributes in society positively. Uh, you know, has gone to school, is a good citizen, pays their taxes, loves their family. You know, wants to ensure that they contribute positively um, to the well-being of their own family. Um, but they're striked by you know uh, an over-expectation. Because of as human beings, as much as we might talk about confidence, uh, knowing yourself, assuring yourself before society assures you, but as human beings, we've got this longing of of being appreciated, of being loved, uh, of being shown kindness, you know, uh, and being validated by those that uh, we we see we deem important in our own lives, you know. Uh, and in the absence, as much as my mother would always be telling me that I'm a king. I'm a great asset in the society. I am going to grow to be such a great inspiration in society. But there comes a time where I want a, a partner. I'm looking for a partner. And in looking for a partner, you are now um, wanting to be loved and to be nurtured by that partner. 
and at times that's where emotional abuse happens both for men and women where we find ourselves being abused emotionally because we're trying to be pleasing to these people who not even appreciate the goodness and the kindness that you come with and unfortunately is an imperative where as human beings we do want to be validated you know and as confident as i could be as bongani society might misinterpret that as arrogance you know where i even tell you that no it's okay if this is not how you want to love me then let's leave this thing and they're like this one is arrogant does not want you know to 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 open up the room and and understand that another person comes from another context and so on so i think we should be careful of how as much as we've got these expectations of men to be independent and to 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 do their own job first of assuring themselves but at the end of the day when we then come out to be these individuals who know ourselves we then get to label these men as arrogant individuals who are cold who are not you know uh, susceptible to you know the outside world but who are so into themselves that they do not understand what's happening outside and i think as men first we, i think we are hard unto ourselves and the sooner we stop being hard to ourselves then the world will not be hard and listening to some of my colleagues here i think as much as we are thinking that we are doing justice to what is happening in with men with boys i don't think our tones are really exp- are, are giving uh, uh, that expression right. and that is why let, let men allow... would rather stick to their own corners and not say much <laughs> I don't know about the tone, you know, um, it's neither here nor there, <laughs> but I'm going to allow our A-teamers to come in with their voice notes and comments. Um, I believe that if we call a thing a thing, we will get to the bottom of it. The only ad- disadvantage is that we don't have enough time and time is not on our side. So we'll go to these uh, A-teamers contributions and then I give each and every one of my panelists literally 30 seconds to give me their closing comments. Uh, good morning, my sister Patricia. This topic that you are talking about today is so painful to a lot of men. It's very painful. You know, sometimes, uh, Patricia, there are men who are there in your houses, but the trauma that is being inflicted by our partners, this thing transfers to our kids. At the end of the day, a man doesn't even have a support structure, even from the government, even from these organizations. You can suffer as a man. Me, personally, I once went through that. And when I want to, to look for counseling, I'm being told that you have to pay something so that they consult you and talk to you. And then the other day you're unemployed, then what happens? So this trauma that is inflicted is inflicted by the whole system, the government, the organizations, the persons that we live with. So at the end of the day, we have to go back to the African roots, then everything will be okay. I thank you. The other message comes from Kat in a PMB who says, Hi Patricia, mothers spoil their sons, which later creates this issue for wives. If a wife then doesn't spoil and constantly praise her husband, then he becomes unhappy with her. So what must happen to normalize it? We're wrapping up our conversation. Little Anolo, 30 seconds to you as we wrap up. You don't have to be strong all the time to be a man. It's okay to be a man and feel weak, confused, vulnerable, and in need of help. Because now we, we think masculinity or being a man is a synonym for strength, and it's not. And number two, be, be, be vulnerable enough to talk to someone that you can trust about your mental health issues, especially for counseling or maybe psychologists and people who will help you deal with your childhood wounds and traumas that lead to you being depressed as an adult. Thank you, Lita Honolo. How do we get in touch with you? You're a clinical psychologist. 060. 
I wish black men enough. I wish them enough strength. I wish them enough courage to be able to deal with their inner voices and let them be heard. Thank you. And how do we get in touch with you, Bongan? Say Bonganika Luvalo on all social medias, luvalob at gmail.com. Excellent. Let's wrap up with you, Raz Advocate Mandula. In short, I will say that. Uh, okay, our mics are not on. In short, I will say that uh, uh, what we have to think is that. Uh, Black man, you are not on your on your own, as Biko have said. You are with your family. Uh, black man, raise your sons and daughters. How do we follow you, Advocate Mandula? Adriel Rasipo is my uh, my Twitter handle. And then finally, uh, confidence, Selema. Yeah, my final word is prioritize your healing. Prioritize your healing, because a healed man is a greater asset to his family. Is a greater asset to society and is a greater asset to himself. So prioritize your healing. Find your way to healing because once you are healed, then you will be that greater asset. You will be that person who can contribute great value. Uh, thank you very much. How do we get in touch with you, Confidence? Yeah, uh, follow me on Facebook, Confidence Leme. Yeah, if you go to YouTube as well, Confidence Leme, my channel is there. We are going to do a book giveaway. So A-teamers, uh, if you'd like a book from Confidence Salima, he's been so generous. Uh, you can send us a message now. People Come and Grow, that's one of the titles of the books, and the other ones, You Are Gifted to Win.